letting God's love rule. And um, today, I believe that God would like me to continue sharing along that lines. And so if you weren't here Wednesday, you can watch that on Facebook Live so you can get the first portion of this message. You want to hear it. Um, God has just been, I mean, it's Valentine's Day week, but God has just been dealing with me about letting his love rule. And not that I believe that I had this huge problem myself, but he has been showing me his way of love. And if we'll allow God's way to rule in and through our lives, we're going to make a bigger impact for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. Amen. You know, God wanted his children to be Christ-like. Christians is, means to be Christ-like. And when Jesus was walking here on the earth, and the whole reason why he even came was to walk in love. He constantly was showing the love of God towards people, and that's what melted their hearts. That's what caused them to follow him is because they, they were forgiven, you know, because they were healed by the love of Jesus Christ. They were delivered because of the love of the Lord. And so God is just showing me to let his love rule and how he even puts it higher than um, the gifts of the Spirit. He says, you could have prophecy, and I'll, I'll share these scriptures with you in a second, but you could have prophecy, you could have dreams and visions, you could have all these things, knowledge, but without love, it's nothing. The whole reason why God has people have um, manifestations of the Spirit of God is so that he can show somebody his love. Like the reason why someone would have a word of knowledge about something someone's dealing with is because God wants to show them his love and that he knows what they're going through and that he wants to show them the way out. Amen. And so God has just been revealing to me the reason why we need to be walking in his kind of love and why it will work alongside of the gifts of the Spirit and, and why he'll be able to use you to a greater degree if you're walking in love. Amen. And so it's exciting. I'm excited. It's not really a, a area of um, scripture that I've intently studied before, but um, God has really just been speaking to me over and over. And you know, when God speaks to you, it's just repeated. No matter where you go, it's like, you know, this scripture and that scripture. You listen to a message, you hear it again. You are listening to the radio, worship music, you're hearing it again. And so God's really trying to get something across. And so I believe that when he shares things with me and I have the opportunity I'll share it with you also. Amen. He teaches me and I teach you. <laughs> Let's start off in 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8. This is the scripture that's been sticking out to me um, the, this week. 1 John 4, verses 7 and 8. It says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another. For love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. So stopping there for a second, if you're a child of God and you love God, the way that people are going to know you love God and the way that people are going to know that you're a child of God is you're somebody that walks in love. Now, the natural human love would say, do unto others what they've done to you. <laughs> but... God's love says, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Don't repay evil with evil, but repay evil with good. See, 
God's love is so different from our natural human, you know, reactions and instincts. Um, and he wants us to let that love rule over our human response, <laughs> over what the world says love is, you know. So if somebody hurts you, he doesn't want us to hold a grudge and hurt them back and judge them and see that they get what they, you know, deserve. He wants us to show the love of Jesus Christ, to show them forgiveness. The Word of God says that if we walk in love, it's like, it's kind of like heaping hot coals upon their head. God will judge them. God will deal with them. But it's not for us to make sure that they, you know, get what they deserve. That's not our job. So anyways, moving on. Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God, and anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God. But, this is what's been sticking out to me, anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So if you're acting, and I mean, (laughs) he's basically saying, if we're not acting in love, you're not acting like his child. Because if you were his child, God is love, you'd be acting like him. And so that kind of just, you know, I was like, man, I, here I want to be this vessel fit for the master's use. That's my aim. That's my desire. That's my prayer to the Lord. Lord, let me be a vessel fit for your use. And so in that, he's teaching me different areas that I need to make adjustments and showing me different aspects of what he says love is so that I can make those adjustments in my heart. And here he's saying so strongly that if I'm a child of God and I don't act in love, and we're going to look at what love is to the Lord, um, that I'm not acting like his child even. So how can I be letting my light shine to the world for all to see if I'm not even acting like him? So we need to make sure that we're making adjustments in our heart. And he shows us from the scriptures it's a decision. It's not something you feel. It's not something that just supernaturally comes. It's something he placed on the inside of you via the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you that too. So Wednesday we talked about letting God's love rule in us and not that natural human conditional love. See, God loves us unconditionally. God sent his son to be the savior of the world. He sent his son, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that, why did he send his son? Because he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever would believe on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Let's turn to Romans 5, 5 through 8. This shows, this is showing the unconditional love of God. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us his Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And another version says that he fills us or he lets the, um, that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In other words, God's love, that love that's unconditional, when we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, his Holy Spirit came and let the love of God be shed abroad in our heart. That means that that unconditional love has been given to you by the Holy Spirit. You received that love when you received Jesus Christ because he died for you with an unconditional love. So you received that love, and it's shed abroad in your heart. Now you have the ability to love with the same kind of love that Jesus first loved you, that God first loved you. 
So even though we might hit certain circumstances or we might um, be in conflict with somebody, you know, or, or somebody's rubbing you the wrong way, you have the ability because of not how you feel or not how you want to retaliate, but you have the ability to let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart. That love that comes from Christ Jesus, you have the ability to make a decision to let God's love rule over what you would want to do naturally. And when you do that, he says you're being his child because God is love. See, when we let love rule over our natural human desire to judge somebody who's doing wrong or to hurt someone who's hurt us or to hold a grudge against someone who's hurt us, whatever you naturally would want to do, and God says, walk in love. God says, forgive. God says, be long-suffering. God says, don't judge or you'll be judged. God's telling us to do the things that he, here as a man, Jesus would have done so that we can be a child of God. We can be a love child. We can be a light to this world so all may know our Father in heaven. How are they going to know our Father in heaven if his own children aren't acting like him? We are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the light of the world. That's why he says, don't hide it under a bushel. And I think a lot of us have been hiding the love of Jesus Christ under a bushel because we are so hurt. We are so downtrodden. We're judging others or whatever it might be. And we're so angry at how people are living or whatever. And the thing is, is God doesn't, he does hate sin, yes. But he loves the sinner. And that's why he came is because he died for those sinners. And so for us to shun people who are going through a hard time is for us to not walk in love. And that is not how a child of God should act, according to the word of God. Amen? So Romans 5, 5 through 8, he says, For we know this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might, most um, would, would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. We didn't deserve it. He didn't say, man, that person's so good. I love them so much because of what they're doing for me. No. When we act in love towards God, it's you're showing him how much you love him because he loved you first. And that he came to die for you and he showed the love of Jesus even though you didn't deserve it. And you know what's really interesting what God's been showing me is that whenever we're going through a hard time, whenever we've stumbled, whenever we have fallen and we're hurting, we want God's love, don't we? We want God's mercy. We want God's forgiveness. We don't want to be judged but yet when someone else has fallen, when someone else is hurting, we're so quick to judge. 
We're so quick to get angry. We're so quick to get hurt and put our guard up rather than walk in love and pray for those who hurt us, which is what the Word of God says. See, I believe that God's way is a higher way which will accomplish so much more for the kingdom of heaven than our way, which is to pay, repay evil with evil. Hold a grudge if someone's done you wrong. Put up a guard, you know. Judge them. Stay away. <laughs> no. Gee, I mean, I'm not saying, like, go into the bars and hang out and, you know, be tempted. I'm just saying love those who are, who are tempted. <laughs> love those who are going through stuff. How are they going to know the love of Jesus Christ if you'll just never, ever, ever hang out with them? You know, so many of us have loved ones and people in our own families who are bound in sin and we refuse to hang out with them and do anything with them. And how are they going to know the love of Jesus Christ if they don't hang out with you? Or you could rub them the wrong way completely and not walk in love. And they'll just not want Jesus. Because why would they if all they get is judged by those who are supposed to be God's children? I didn't think it'd come out this way, but sorry. <laughs> God wants to make an impact on this world. It's the whole reason Jesus came. is so that people would know his love. They would know his love and forgiveness and mercy and run to him. Are we showing that love, forgiveness, and mercy? The love and forgiveness and mercy that we would desire if we were suffering. Are we showing it to our brothers and sisters? Yes. Our loved ones, are we showing it to them? It's a little easier. But what about our enemies? What about those who have hurt us? What about those who are out there sinning? What about those on the news that are just so awful you can't even stand it, you've got to turn it off? God still wants us to love them, not just talk about them, not curse them, not just say, I wish they would die and, you know, whatever. No. God wants us to love them. He loves them, and he wants us to be just like him. Amen? Let's go back to 1 John 4. This is the passage that God's been showing me a lot of. Um, 1 John 4, starting with verse 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son to the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, surely we ought to at least love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, that means God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in and through us. So because he showed us such great love, that even while we are so sinners, he died for us, should we not at least walk in love towards our brothers and sisters in the Lord? Or maybe even our brothers and sisters in the natural you know, aspect? And he goes as far to say it later on, and we're going to talk about it, to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Or maybe pray for those who believe something totally different than you do spiritually, even though it might get you angry. We're to pray for them, not judge them, not say you're doing wrong, you know, but pray for them. 
unless God moves you to correct something, we're supposed to pray for them and walk in love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, these th- I'm going to go over 1 Corinthians in a second, but he says these three things are going to last. Faith, hope, and love. In all eternity, these are the things that are going to last. Faith in God, hope in God, and the love of God. But he says, he himself says this, but the greatest of all these is love. Love is what binds us together. Love is what gave us salvation. The love of God. The forgiveness, the mercy, the long-suffering, the kindness, the gentleness, and goodness of God is what's going to last. Amen? So God sees love as the most important aspect and attribute of Christ Jesus. And we are to be Christians, which means to be Christ-like. In Matthew 5, 6, like I said, 16, I said, Let your light shine before men so they may know your Father in heaven. Letting your light shine means letting his love be made manifest, basically. How do you let your light shine? It's not just be being the best Christian you can be and doing good and serving, you know, all these things are good because he says to take care of the orphans and, and to, to, to do this and to do that. But by doing these things, you're loving people. But where it gets really hard and people love to shine and do good deeds so that everybody knows that they're a good person. I mean, even people in Hollywood do good deeds. You know, they have their benefits and it goes to this cause and that cause and, and all that stuff. And they're doing good deeds, but they're being recognize for it. God's talking about loving the unlovely even when nobody else sees. God's talking about reacting and acting the way Jesus would act when somebody hurts you or does you wrong. How do you act? How do you react? The world says an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. (laughs) But God says, in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 47, he says, Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. I'm going to turn there quick. Matthew 5. He says, You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Because in that way, you will be acting as true children of God. We're an example. We're a light unto the world. By acting as true children of God, by acting in love, by acting in love even towards our enemies. For he gives sunlight to both the good and the evil. He, these are all good things of God that he gives to everybody. He sends rain upon the just and unjust. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how different are you than anyone else? We, as children of God, he says, if you will pray for those who persecute you, and if you will love your enemies and pray for them, then you are acting as a true child of God. And so I think that in this last day, God 
the reason why we're, what we're supposed to be doing is going out into all the world and preaching the gospel to every living creature. And a huge part of doing that is not judging them, but walking in love. Because the word of God says that they'll know you by your fruit, you know. They're going to know you by the fact that you're walking in love even though everybody else looks down on them because of their sin. But that's why Jesus came is because we weren't perfect, but he came because of sin. And so all those people out there just don't know the love of Jesus yet until we bring it to them. And until we start bringing the love of Jesus to people, the church pews will be empty. That's our job, people, to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, letting your light shine. How? How do they know you're a child of God? How can they get into heaven? The love of Jesus Christ. That God loves them even though you don't deserve it. Did you know that Jesus came for you? Even though you might be bound, even though you might not feel worthy, did you know that God loves you so much? And that you can go to heaven. You don't have to die in your sins. When people receive the love of Jesus Christ, like you and I, when people receive that mercy and that forgiveness, it melts away that sin. It washes us white as snow. And we've, we've encountered that. And that's why we love God. That's why we serve God, because he first loved us. Why don't we give them a chance instead of judging them, pushing them away as far as, you know, we can push them away? Compel them by the love of Jesus Christ. Amen? Compel them to come in by the love of Jesus Christ. This is how God's kind of love works. It's, God says that if we're not showing love, it's as if we're not his. His children should be like him. Just like this right here. I, I love it. Pray for those who persecute you because in that way you'll be acting as my true children of the Heavenly Father. Amen? Let's turn to 1 Corinthians 13 and read a little bit about what love is. I should have these marked, but... Okay. 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 7. If I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would be only a noisy gong or clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all God's secret plans and possessed all the knowledge, and if I had the faith that could move mountains, but I did not love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I, I could boast about it, but if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. You're not testifying of the Lord Jesus Christ if you're doing all these things and you're not walking in love and showing why he came and why you're prophesying and why you're, you have this knowledge and wisdom of God. If you have the love of Jesus Christ, it'll be giving God glory. It'll be showing, you know, who Jesus is. This is what love is to the Lord. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love's not jealous. And I think so often we it's a nice scripture that people, you know, do at weddings or at Valentine's like I'm doing today. Um, but really examine your heart and your life. Take this scripture and examine your own self. Judge your own self so that you won't be judged. <laughs> That's the word says. Am I being kind? Am I 
acting in love according to what God's word. So when I read this, say, do I have that? Do I have that? Do I have that? Because if we don't, then we need to judge ourselves and say, Lord, let your love be shed abroad in my heart. Let, help me to be kind. Help me to make adjustments, you know? Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not boastful or proud. Not look at me. Look what I've done for the Lord. Look at, you know, love's not like that. Love is not rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no records of being done wrong. It does not rejoice at injustice. It doesn't rejoice when someone's, oh, they're being judged. Oh, look at, this is what happens when you act like this. Love doesn't act like that. Love rejoices whenever the truth wins, whenever God wins in someone's life. You don't rejoice because someone's um, dealing with their consequences. You, you rejoice when God gets a hold of them. Amen? Love never gives up. Thank God God doesn't give up on us. Thank God that just because we've fallen, <laughs> he still forgives us. Amen? It doesn't give up. It never loses faith. It's always hopeful. It endures long through every circumstance. That's the definition of who God is. He's love. Thank God he has endured long through every one of my circumstances. Thank God that he has always been kind to me, that he's always been merciful to me. Thank the Lord he doesn't hold anything against me that I've done wrong. And all of us want that for ourselves, but when it comes to someone else that we see that has been horrible on TV, on the news, our first response should be the love of God. Lord, I just pray that that person who just got busted doing that Father, I just pray that the love of God would be shown to them. Father, I pray that you'd send labors into their lives. Lord, that they would know the love of Jesus Christ, that they would go to heaven. That instantly our response would be the love of God, not our natural earthly response, which is obviously, you know, you want people that are dangerous to be put away and then they can find the love of Jesus there. But, but our natural response shouldn't be, they got what they deserve. You know, it shouldn't be that. It should be, we're letting God's love rule and we're going to pray for them because they obviously need the love of Jesus because of how they're acting. They clearly don't have it, you know. And let me just ask you this. If someone were to look at your life behind closed doors, <laughs> not in church pews, would they be able to tell you're a child of God? Are you acting in love? You know what I mean? I'm talking about judging your own heart, ju judging yourself so that you won't be judged, making adjustments so that God doesn't have to judge you. See, that's what God's love does is he's long-suffering, but why he's long-suffering is he's giving you space to repent. He's given you space to make things right with him. He's given you space to act like you love him. Because he says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. If you love me, you'll act like my child and love others also. And if you love me and keep my commands, then you'll be showing the love of Jesus Christ. You'll be shining the light. You'll be an example. 
to others. We as Christians should be an example. Yes, not just being perfect and, you know, whatever, but I'm talking about we get back up. We serve God with our whole heart. We act in love towards those who have fallen, and we pick them back up, and we bring them to church, and we encourage them in the Lord. We don't drag them down and judge them. We walk in love towards them. That's how we're going to win them. That's how they'll know you're God's child. You're different. You should be different than what the world does, which is judge them. Amen? I know this is different, but God, God wants his people to know how he loves. And he wants the world to know how he loves. And he's got to do it through you and I. And if we don't get it, then they're not going to get it. So we got to show the love of Jesus Christ. Um, Philippians 2.5, the Lord spoke this to me before Wednesday night's message, right before it. And he said, let that attitude which was in Christ Jesus be also in you. Or let the same kind of love or attitude that Jesus had towards others, let that same attitude be in you. In other words, okay, Jesus, how would you respond to the situation? Well, he would respond in love. He'd either be kind, he'd be long-suffering, he'd be forgiving, he wouldn't take record of wrongs. Let that same attitude be also in you. So when you're up against a hard place and someone's, tre- I mean, the, this world is, you know, we're Christians, we're, you know, and we're going to be persecuted for the Lord's sake. And that might come through a boss, that might come through a coworker, that might come through a loved one or a family member or whatever, but you're going to be persecuted or you're going to have conflict in this life. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. <laughs> Jesus was persecuted, we'll be persecuted. But what we need to know is how to let God's love rule when we're persecuted or when we come against conflict or attacks of the enemy. We need to know How would Jesus respond? Like, what would Jesus do? What would his attitude be in this situation? And so I've been praying, Lord, let the attitude or the heart and mind of Christ, let my heart and mind be the same, just like that scripture says. Let your attitude be as Christ's attitude. It's a decision to let God's love rule. Just like it's a decision, Galatians 5.16 says, walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. It's a decision that you want to let God's spirit rule your life. You're going to take this path instead of this path. You're going to choose what's pleasing to God rather than what's pleasing to the flesh. It's the same exact thing. When you let God's love rule, you're either going to let your flesh rule in what you want to respond to it, Or you're going to let God's love rule, even though it's against what your natural human flesh wants to do. You're going to let God's love rule, and you're going to walk in love. You're going to forgive. You're going to be long-suffering. You're going to pray for those who persecute you. You're going to love your enemies. That's God's way. And then God's able somehow supernaturally to take that, and your light is shining. He's showing the way to Jesus Christ, because that's how Jesus showed the way. By showing his love while we were still sinners. It's the sinners that need the love of Jesus. We now have the love of God shed abroad in our heart. So now we should be letting 
the mind that Jesus Christ had, the attitude that Jesus Christ had towards people, Lord, let that also be in me. Amen? So ask yourself these questions. It's, it's, it's about making decisions and making a heart change. Ask yourself, have I been treating others with the respect, forgiveness that I would want from the Lord? Whether they deserve it or not, that's what Jesus would do. By an act of your will, you can walk in love. By an act of your will, you can walk in the Spirit. Luke 23, 43, um, Jesus is dying on the cross. And he's next to the two sinners. Murderers. They're being killed on the cross next to Jesus who didn't do anything. And they're dying. And they recognize that he is God's son and he's going to go to heaven. And because they recognize who he is and what he was there for, he said, surely I'll see you in glory. (laughs) Which shows us that people can even receive Jesus on their deathbed. If they will just see the love of Jesus Christ, this man on his deathbed on the cross saw why God sent his son Jesus. And from Jesus' own mouth, would go to heaven. Who are we to judge them out there? Or even the person sitting next to you. Who are we to judge what they're dealing with, what they're going through? Our job as a believer, as a Christian, to be Christ-like, to, for God to say, you're my child. Our job is to love them with the love of Jesus Christ. Smother them in the love of God. Let God's love shine through you so that they may see your Father in heaven, so they may feel his love that he came to give. If we will do that, we will have no problem winning this world for Jesus. But we have to work on the things, and we have to make adjustments in our heart. If we're judging our brother and sister... If we're putting them down and nobody might hear about it, but God does. If we're judging our brother and sister and we're putting them down or discriminating them for their faults and their behaviors and their this and that, who are we? Matthew 7. Let's turn there. We need to be careful and we need to let God's love rule, which means... Stop worrying about everybody else. Make sure you're walking in love. Stop judging everybody else. Make sure you're living to please God because you're in that way, you're showing God you love him. Amen? He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Verses 1 through 5, do not judge others and you will not be judged, for you will be treated as you have treated others. The standard that you use to judge is the standard by which you will be judged. Yikes. If we're judging, judging our brothers and sisters in the Lord for how they're not doing right and they're falling and they're this and they're that and they're not perfect like me, then really you're not walking in love yourself. And you're going to be judged just like you're judging them for being a judge. 
And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of even saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye? When you can't see past the log in your own eye, Jesus, this is red letters, he says, hypocrite, first, deal with your own heart. First, get rid of the log in your own eye. And this is really cool because God recognizes that we have problems and that he says, if you'll do this, if you'll judge yourself, like we're talking about, judge yourself. Look at the love law. Look at what he says love is. If you're not patient, you're not kind, if you always talk rudely to your family or your husband or you talk rudely to people, get yourself aligned with what love is first. Then, he says, then, I lost my spot. <laughs> Matthew 5. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Then you will be able to deal with them. You will be able to help your friend get the speck out of their eye. But first, judge yourself. First, align yourself with the word of God. First, make sure you're walking in love before you can even help somebody. Because then you'll be doing it out of love rather than judging them. Hey, excuse me. You got this problem you're dealing with. <laughs> when you've got a problem yourself. It's not your job. That's God's job. If you're living and walking in love, then God may lead you by his spirit to correct a brother or sister in the Lord. <laughs> and it's not our job to go out there and tell sinners how they're sinning either. But we can show the love of Jesus Christ, and God will show them by his Holy Spirit. <laughs> So anyways, God has been really showing me that he loved us so much and how important it is not to judge others but to judge ourselves. This is the kind of love that God showed us, and he'd rather us get this. He puts it above, you know, the, you know, prophecy and above all this. But the thing is, is when you're walking in love, all the gifts of the Spirit will start manifesting because that's how God shows his love towards his people. It starts showing them where um, something might be wrong so they can get it right. Or starts prophesying, you know, he'll start showing them what they can do to help this out or whatever. God, by the love of Jesus Christ being shed abroad in your heart, the manifestation of the gifts of the Spirit will start happening because his love can shine through you, a vessel who's walking in love. Amen? Let's go back to 1 John, verses 16 through 21. I'm just going to end with this here. We know how much God loves us, and we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love then live in God. If you want to live in God and you want God to live and shine through you, then he says you must live in love. And we just learned love is patient, love is kind, love's not rude, love does not keep record of wrongs. Of others. Love does not judge others. Love is long suffering. It's forgiving. If you want all that for yourself, then you need to do it for others. Amen. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. As we live in God, our love will grow more perfect. It'll be adjusted, kind of like God's been dealing with me about some things. It'll be adjusted so I can be that utensil fit for the Master's use, which is my desire. 
He wants me to be a utensil fit for the master's use, so he's going to show me some things where I'm off so I can judge myself and make adjustments and walk in love. And therefore, if I'm walking in love, I'm walking in God. Amen? It will continue, and your love will grow more perfect. So we will not be afraid. This is good. So we will not be afraid of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we have lived like Jesus here in this world. You won't have to be afraid of judgment day if you're living like Jesus with the same attitude and mindset of Christ Jesus that Philippians um, 2.5 was talking about, having that mind that is in Christ Jesus. Such love has no fear, but perfect love expels fear. For if we are afraid, it's because your, your fear is of punishment. And this shows that you have not fully experienced perfect love. This shows that you haven't been walking in love. If you're afraid of judgment day, that means you're not walking in love towards God or towards others. You might love God. You might love some others. But are you praying for those who persecute you or are you judging them? Are you wanting to retaliate or are you loving them, you know, those who have done you evil? We love each other because he first loved us. If someone says, I love God but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people, we can see how could we love God whom we cannot see. And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their Christian brother and sister. And like I said before, he takes it a step further and he says, love your enemies too. Pray for those who hurt you or persecute you. It's a powerful message and it's just like scripture upon scripture upon scripture God kept showing me. He wants his believers, his sons and daughters more than anybody to get this so that we can shine the love of Jesus Christ. And he also wants us to get this so that he can use us. The gifts of the Spirit will be made manifest through us. You know, some of us might be praying in the Spirit, praying in the Spirit, trying so hard. But the gifts of the Spirit are going to be made manifest through those who are showing love, who are showing mercy, who are showing forgiveness. That's the kind of vessel that is fit for God's use. Because God loves people. God loves people. He loves you and I, and he loves every single person out there. So we should have the same attitude. And that's my new prayer. Lord, let me have the same attitude, same love that Christ Jesus loves them with. Let that shine through me. Let that be made manifest through me. Like I said, the scripture says, let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart. Let your love, Lord, be poured out in and through our lives by the Holy Spirit. The Lord has been showing me to pray that for myself about situations for, so I can love people <laughs> and for others. If you're having conflict with any person on a job or in a family or whatever, pray Lord, I just thank you that the love of God is being shed abroad in my heart and be made manifest through me towards that person. And Lord, I also pray for that person because you said pray for those who persecute me. So Lord, I pray for that person. I pray, Lord, that the love of God would be shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Spirit, that your love would just overtake the situation. And then suddenly, you forgive them and you don't know how. Suddenly, 
you're being kind to them, and it, it just becomes more natural rather than wanting to retaliate. You're walking in love. You're being kind. You forgive them. And guess what? When you go this way, you start walking in the Spirit. And when you start walking in the Spirit, you start being this vessel fit for the Master's use. And when you start being this vessel, all of a sudden, the gifts of the Spirit start being made manifest through you. And it is so much more exciting to be walking in the Spirit and letting God use you. That's the life God intended for us. But we're stuck so focused on the things of the natural world. But God says, focus on me. And we got to know, we got to bring it back to that, our first love. Because he loved us, even though we didn't deserve it. The same way we should love others. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you want... If you want God to judge you, if you want God to criticize you, if you want God to tear you down, then go ahead and keep going. <laughs> no. If you want that mercy, show mercy. If you want forgiveness, show forgiveness. If you don't want to be judged, then you don't judge. Just pray for them. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that your word shines light, Lord, on dark areas <laughs> in our lives. Father, I just pray that the love of God would be shed abroad in our hearts, be poured out into our hearts, shining light, Lord, where we need to make adjustments. I know today, because you've been dealing with me, I know today this message and your word is, is, a, is a hard one because it means we have to make adjustments. But Lord, today I believe that your body, your, your children are making decisions of their own free will to make these adjustments so they can let the love of God rule rather than their flesh. Just say, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for loving me even when I didn't deserve it. You sent your son Jesus to die for me. Lord, today, I receive that love. I receive that forgiveness. And because I receive it, your love by your Holy Spirit is poured out into me. So my prayer today is, let your love be shed abroad in and through my heart and my life towards those I love and even towards my enemies. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Holy Spirit is welcoming to do a work.